Welcome to Heart to Heart about everything lupus, where we discuss, yes you guessed it, everything about lupus. I'm Susie van der Walt, or as most of you know me, Susie Eagles Flight, and I am from Lupus South Africa and Andrea's Gift. We decided to start a podcast to discuss the more personal subjects, the tough ones that we really cannot do in a video. So get a cup of nice hot coffee or tea, put your earphones in, sit in a relaxing chair and let the two of us discuss lupus. This is what I call self-care. Take care of yourself. Today in our first ever podcast, we will talk about lupus and trauma. Although I have not met a lupus warrior that has experienced some form of trauma in their past before they were diagnosed, that is not the focus of the podcast. The trauma that lupus creates is what we are focusing on today. What is trauma? According to the American Psychological Association, APA, trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event like an accident, rape, illness or natural disaster. However, a person may experience trauma as a response to any event they find physically or emotionally threatening or harmful. These events arise powerful and disturbing feelings in us. Lupus creates trauma because there is no cure, no intent, and we face death many times. It is not a strange occurrence that we suffer from trauma and PTSD, and many of us will um, receive a diagnosis with it. And um, I think many of us don't even know that we suffer from PTSD. What is a traumatic event? A traumatic event occurs when a person is in a situation where there is a risk of harm or danger to themselves or other people. Situations like this are usually frightening or cause a lot of stress. In such situations, people feel helpless. And besides for the daily trauma you experience because you are chronically ill, there are times where you are, you are seriously ill and in a lot of pain and times that you almost lose your life. Those are the times that the trauma intensifies and it causes us to have such um, have mental issues and it's totally understandable. Um, an example of a traumatic event for warriors like us is when you land up in ICU, almost losing your life. If you suddenly become more ill than usual, feel hopeless and not being able to see that the trauma or illness can end. This is how, how I feel during after trauma. I feel dazed, broken, and I cry if anybody just looks in my direction. It feels as though my whole body is shaking continuously. I avoid sad music, movies, or to even talking about anything sad, because it feels as though I'm going to break at any moment, and, it will not be, and I will not be able to put myself together again. Any smell or anything that reminds me of that frightening time um, like a f child is afraid of the dark, that's how I feel. And also feel very thankful to still be alive. And I um, cling to my, my loved ones, not wanting them to leave. It's the strangest feeling, but um, I just had to share it with you. 
um, so you know, if you experience any of this, you are not alone, you are not crazy, and it's not in your head. Okay, it is in your head, but people sometimes use that to say, um, you know, it doesn't exist, and it truly exists. It's something that you feel. And I'm opening up about myself here because that's the only way I can help others if I tell you how I feel in, in the situations. It's a horrible feeling and um, it's difficult to go through. And it happens a lot more than with any other person because lupus creates these situations. You are in them continuously and to receive so many traumatic events, it's not good for you and you know, you need to help. You just can't carry on like this because it, it can destroy you. You know, you're physically ill, but you cannot be mentally ill and not receive help for that. That's basically what it all comes down to. So, what you will feel after a traumatic event is how will you feel? Immediately after a traumatic event, it's common for people to feel shocked or numb or unable to accept what has happened. So, when you're in shock, you feel stunned or dazed or numb you feel cut off from your feelings or from what's going on around you I'm sure most of you have felt this before and then there are there is denial when denial you can't accept that it has happened so you behave as though it hasn't other may people be people might think you're strong or that you don't care what has happened but denial is just prolonging the feelings and effects and it's detrimental to your mental health. Over several hours or days, the feelings of shock and denial gradually fade and other thoughts and feelings take their place. So um, you will, this dazed feeling, this denial or trying to avoid the situation, most of us are brought up that way, you know, avoid the situation make as though it hasn't happened and it's, it's wrong it's completely wrong and you know days after the traumatic event that you'll feel dazed and maybe in denial and all this will then gradually fade then you go on to the next step where other thoughts and feelings now come and that is where we are next what happens next? People react differently and take different amounts of time to come to terms with what has happened. Even so, you may be surprised by the strength of your feelings. It's normal to experience mixed feelings. You may feel frightened uh, about like it may happen again, helpless because it feels like you can't help or there's no help for the situation angry about what has caused this situation. So it's probably you're angry at lupus, um, guilty. Uh, you feel guilty um, because you maybe have survived. Uh, you feel guilty because maybe you should have prevented it. Um, you feel sad um, because it's now again that this has happened. And ashamed and embarrassed that you have these strong feelings you can't control, especially if you need others to support you. 
Um, that's usually why we feel ashamed and embarrassed because we now have to depend on others for this too. And then you feel relieved um, that the danger is over and you feel hopeful. So you feel hopeful because you think that life can now return to normal. Not a normal healthy person normal, but you, then your interpretation of normal. What else may I notice? Strong feelings affect your physical health. In weeks after the trauma, you may find out you feel tired, uh, you cannot sleep, you have nightmares, have poor concentration, have memory problems, um, have difficult thinking clearly, suffer from headaches, um, experience changes in appetite, experience changes in sex drive, have aches and pains and feel that your heart is beating faster all the time. Although some of the feelings above are the same we feel because we have lupus, you also experience them when um, you uh, when there's a traumatic event. Um, and I'm sure all of us feel that way. But the secret is you must work through it so that you can get well again, physically and emotionally. So ask for help from a professional like a trauma counsel, counselor. I will give the number and contact details um, in the show notes and also um, in the end of the podcast. Um, so the thing is with the traumatic event, if you experience it, um, you have already, you are chronically ill and now you have to deal with the traumatic event too. So you get all the feelings from lupus, the feelings above, and then you get more so because of the traumatic event. And that is why I always say ask for help. Because one person cannot deal with all this. You are not made to deal with so many, many issues um, and everything at, at the same time. So, you know, um, get a trauma counselor, talk to a professional. Um, you know, it's the only thing, thing that you can do to get you through this. Because if it goes untreated, um, you might have a breakdown or the feelings will cause you to be physically ill. So it's very, very important to ask for help if you um, feel that you can't handle it. From a trauma counselor, um, a psychologist, a psychiatrist. Before we continue, I would just like to apologize. I um, have had two strokes, so sometimes I'm confused or I cannot pronounce a word properly or be able to think of the specific word. So please bear with me. I'm sure all of us have been through this and also struggle with confusion and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay, next part. What should I do? you know, directly after a traumatic event. So give yourself time. It takes time, weeks or months, to accept what has happened and to learn to live with it. You may need to grieve for what you have lost. Um, it's a, you know, that part of you will never be the same again. It's very difficult for us to stand up and function again after such trauma. It takes all the strength you have to go back to normal life 
um, take your time. Take one step at a time. Whatever is comfortable for you. You look around you and you cannot imagine how your family members can go on as if nothing has happened. When you have just fought for your life. It's okay to feel this way. Take your time and don't, don't go on if you are not ready. Um, dealing with this. Um, and I know, you know, you look around and you see everybody going on with normal life. And it, it, it's, it's scary because you can't because you've just been through hell and back, basically. So, yeah, give yourself time. Take time and one step at a time. Nobody as you know, can put limits to say, I'm going to be fine in this period of time or whatever. Give yourself time. Find out what happened. It's better to face the reality of what happened rather than wondering about what might have happened. It's very hard to deal with what you have been through, but ask your doctors and family what exactly happened. It's important for you to move forward. You cannot carry on or work through this trauma if you don't know exactly what happened. If you were out, if you were in ICU and cannot remember, ask people to tell you what it happened so that you can work through it. Um, second one, be involved with other survivors. It can help to spend time with others who have been through the same experience as you. Now, currently, we don't have support groups because of the COVID and anything, anything, but we have WhatsApp groups where we connect with warriors. And it's very important because we share, we deal, we support others like us, um, you know, and it's support that your family and friends cannot give you because they don't understand specifically what you have been through. I always say the only person that truly understands a lupus warrior is another lupus warrior. Our families and loved ones can try to understand and it's very important in getting through the trauma and we do cannot do without them. But the value of support group is always it's also just as important. Um, it has helped a lot of people, the WhatsApp group people, to deal with the trauma. Um, remember not to share your traumatic event with them because you can cause them trauma too. But explain how you feel and how you are coping with this. Third one, ask for support. It can be a relief to talk about what has happened. You may need to ask your friends and family for time to do this. At first they will probably know, not know what to say or do. Besides the support your family friends, also talk to a professional if you feel overwhelmed. Asking for support is difficult to do. But don't suffer in silence. You have a better quality of life if those around you support you. And if your loved ones don't, don't show support, take them with, the, them with, the, with you to the doctor. Um, let the doctor explain how dangerous lupus is. Show them videos. Um, everything you can find to get them to support you and, and explain to them that they can lose you. You can die from lupus. It's not a, a myth, it's true. You can die from lupus. Educate your family on lupus as well. 
um, for example, there's, there's a lot of videos I did, basics of lupus. There's a lot of things on the internet on lupus. Educate them. You know, it's very important. And there are families that don't show support. But do your part in educating them because that's your responsibility to explain to them and to show them how dangerous lupus can be. Number four, take some time for yourself. At times you will want to be alone um, or just with a close, those close to you. Um, there are times that you, would, that you would want to be on your own. It's normal. Be careful not to fall into depression. Take your time to journal. Write down your thoughts and what you're feeling. It, it's a huge help for your mental health. If you like to listen to music or do crafts, that helps a lot. There are times that you feel just to be with your close family members because they are your support system. So just wanting to be um, normal during trauma is normal. It's normal. Um, it is usually those people that helped you come back from a very dark place. Uh, it's okay to just wanting to be with them, um, not necessarily talking, just being, watching a movie, do a fun family activity. It's very important for us to, to feel part of normal life after such an event. And that's why you have to be with the people you love. Um, so, you know, and I always say, you know, it's, it's those people that if you, and I explain the dark place, um, it's not a depression place, it's a dark place where lupus, lupus puts you. You actually can't get back from it. Your family members, your loved ones, those are the people that will get you back to normal. You know, you just hang on to them and your your religion and just stand and, and carry on as normal. Um, it's a terrible feeling in, in, in being in such a dark place because you know you're fighting for your life. Talk it over. Bit by bit, let yourself think about the trauma and talk about it with others. Don't worry if you cry, it's natural and it's usually helpful. Take things at a pace that you feel comfortable with. Now, getting your family to talk about trauma may be a huge task. People would rather avoid talking about it than talking about it. But it's better to start talking about it as soon as possible. It will be very healing to all of you. Just call them together and ask them how they are feeling about what has happened. And then the discussion will start. Remember, it's okay if your families also feel your family also feel hurt and struggle and also experience trauma because they have been through it as well. They may not experience it exactly like you do, but they have been through it as well. And then another one, choose a family member to be your accountability partner. Now, it can be your mom, husband, siblings, but it's good if the person lives with you. The partner must know what meds are you are taking and when. So there is someone to make sure you are taking the meds and you, that you are not taking too much. Here a journal, Andres Gifts has a journal, a journal helps a lot. But the greatest advantage of such a, per, such a person is that when you are not able to make decisions about your care, that person helps. And if you are in a traumatic situation, that person helps to make decisions because you can't make decisions for yourself. When you're in so much pain, um, 
that person will help tremendously. For example, deciding when to go to the ER or when to take pain, pain meds or plan other ways to help relieve pain like an Epsom salt bath. Believe me, I speak out of experience. You're in so much pain, you cannot, you cannot know what to do. So it's, it's, it's really important and I think people don't really do it because your family doesn't want to help. It's very important because there are times that you will need that person to make a decision with you. There are times that that person has to discuss to the doctor what you are taking because you can't. So it's very, very important and especially because we do take pain meds, that there's somebody that knows what you're taking when you're taking that we don't take too much. Because sometimes you don't think clearly and you may need, you know, that person to depend on. Okay, then next one, get into it a routine. Even though um, you don't feel much like eating, um, try to have regular meals and to eat a balanced diet. Taking some exercise can help, but start gently. So, you know, get in a routine. Eat a meal three times a day, made up of, um, if you can't eat, uh, take in sugar, for example, um, try eating healthy stuff. I know when we are ill, we eat anything. Uh, we're kind of in rebellion. But try eating that because your body needs food to become better, to, to heal. And that's the most important thing. And um, exercising really. You know, after such a dramatic event when I, when I have been seriously ill, I have to start because you have to start from scratch again. Then I take a small walk through, through the house or around the house. And then when I'm only feeling better, I start with my regular, you know, exercising routine. Um, it's really important, you know. And seeing those around you in a routine, um, it also helps you to, to get back to normal life. But it's very important not to let your body go when you're ill and eat chocolates and whatever you can find. It's not good for your body. When I talk about a dark place, it's not necessary depression. I have discussed it before. But when you are very ill, it seems that holding on and fighting is the only thing um, you can do. And it's very difficult to stand up again. Even if you are feeling um, ill, you are so traumatized you just don't want to have the strength to stand again. It's a battle. You just get out of your... It, it's a battle to just get out of your pajamas. You know, it's terrible, but it's the truth. But that is when your loved ones need to help you to get out of it. By drawing you into regular life again. Take little steps, steps at a time, but stand up. Even if you must use all the strength you have. Yeah, so when you are very ill, and I'm not talking about depression, like I said, um, you are in a very dark place. It's, and you really feel with your body, the only thing you can do is fight and hold on to life. And it's terrible. And that is where a loved one is the one to tell you, come on, let's go take a walk. Um, Let's drink up a cup of coffee. Let's listen to nice music. You know, it's they have to 
get you out of that. And it's difficult because lupus lets you fall down all the time and you have to get back up. And every time it's a struggle to get back to normal. So it's normal. Um, it's okay. Others feel that way too. But just stand up. Because that, if you don't stand up from that, even if you are healthy then, and you have to stand up from that, um, you cannot stay down because that's when depression takes hold of you. While we're on the subject, I must just add a piece about family. We need to accept your family needs you. And this is something that I have only learned in the past two years. They won't be better off without you. They love you. So stop feeling guilty about not being able to do anything and stop apologizing for being ill. It's not your fault and your family would rather have you spend time with them and make memories than you using all your spoons to cook, clean and etc. Making memories and family time is way more important. We are so focused on working to be normal as a wife and a mother, we don't realize we don't have to be normal. Our family rather would just have us. And it takes time. Renewing your mind, um, it, a hard work to change your way of thinking. Because we do apologize for being ill. And you know what? It, and it actually comes back to my, what my daughter told me once. Um, Mom, I would rather have you spend time with us, watch a movie together, do a family activity, than you cleaning and then having to be in the bed all day because you're so tired. It's a thing we need to realize, that we don't have to be perfect all the time. We are ill. It's okay. Rather take time and the, the energy you have and spend it with your loved ones. It's very, very important. And stop apologizing for being ill. It's this wrong frame of mind that we have, that we think it's, we have to apologize for being ill. The next one, I've actually discussed it, but do some normal things with other people. Sometimes you'll want to be with other people and you won't want to talk about what you've been through. You would just like to be part of a normal family routine. And there are times just doing normal things and not talking about your trauma is all you need. Like having a braai or barbecue with family, watching a movie um, in a theater, going out for, uh, for coffee. Just do something to get you out of that traumatic frame of mind. It's very important. Next one, take care. After a trauma, people are more likely to have accidents. Be careful around the home when and when you are driving. And I think you will be laughing at me for this one, but it's the truth. You have to take care because you are confused. Um, your concentration is not what it's supposed to be. Your reaction, you feel jittery at times. And uh, those times, take actual care of, of, of what you're doing. Don't drive too soon or um, you know push yourself to do to do things that makes your body feel jittery that's very important
What should I not do? Don't bottle up your feelings. It must come out. You must talk about it. It's a normal human thing you must do. Second one, don't take on too much. If you can't handle stuff, say, I cannot do this now. Give me some time. But you have to take things at your own pace. Don't drink and use drugs. I mean, don't take alcohol or drugs to to numb the feeling because tomorrow is just there again. And then don't make any major life changes. Uh, Try to put off any big decisions. Your judgment judgment may not be at at its best. When should I get professional help? Family and friends will probably be able to see you through this difficult time. Many people find that the feelings they experience after a traumatic event gradually reduce after about a month. However, you may need to seek professional help if your feelings are too much for you and go on for far too long. So you probably need to ask your GP for help if you have no one to talk to you about your feelings. You can't handle your feelings and feel overwhelmed by sadness, anxiety or nervousness. You feel that you are not returning to normal after six weeks. You have nightmares and cannot sleep. You are getting on badly with those close to you. You stay away from people more and more. Your work is suffering. Those around you suggest you seek help. You have accidents or you are drinking, smoking or using drugs to numb the pain. So yeah, then you would need to ask your GP for help either to to, um, basically refer you to someone that can help you. What is post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD as we call it? Following the traumatic event, some people experience a particular condition called post-traumatic stress disorder. Symptoms that are most experienced by people with PTSD include re-experiencing the trauma through vivid and distressing memories or dreams, avoiding situations that are to mind you of the traumatic event, feeling numb as though they don't have the same range of feeling as normal, and being in a state of alertness, watching out for dangers. If you experience the problems above, you might have PTSD. You should seek professional help. I think it's very important that we know it's not just soldiers that can experience PTSD. Anyone can experience trauma and can have PTSD. And I've seen numerous warriors have, that have PTSD, including me. It's bound to happen if you have so much trauma to deal with. The secret is to recognize it and seek help for it. My whole family is dealing with PTSD because of all the trauma we've been through with lupus. But we are dealing with it. Don't try to ignore it. Um, that's definitely something not to do. Because PTSD 
can cause huge problems later on. What professional help is available? Your GP or rheumatologist might suggest that you talk with someone who specializes in helping people cope with traumas. They will usually use a talking treatment such as counseling, psychotherapy, for example, a talking treatment called cognitive behavioral therapy. Cognitive behavior therapy is when you um, help your mind to cope by um, evaluating a fearful situation and then get a solution um, by seeing it's not as fearful as you thought. Um, for example, um, I may have PTSD um, of going into a hospital because I have been in the ICU and have a, a trauma all the time. So now going to a hospital would be fearful to me. But now I think, okay, um, I'm not in, uh, going into ICU. I don't have to be on a ventilator anymore. So it's okay. I can go into hospital because it's not that event that I experienced. All in all, that's basically what cognitive behavior therapy is. You might find that there is a support group for people who have been through a similar trauma than you. Um, and that is what we try to do with all the support groups we have. And um, it's good, a support group is good because then you can feel if others can do it, I can too. I can cope with what I'm going through. Can my doctor prescribe medication to help me cope? Medication is sometimes, can sometimes be helpful following a trauma, but it's still important to see a dog doctor regularly and check how you are doing. Be careful of just taking meds to cope and not doing anything else to help yourself. Now, I know doc some doctors prescribe uh, tranquilizers, but it is only uh, what they do is they suppress the feelings therefore not dealing with it because that is a dangerous part about tranquilizers. Antidepressants um, if you become ill with depression um, following a trauma then they'll um, start treating you with antidepressants. Depression is different from normal sadness it is worse as it affects your physical health and goes on for longer. Depression can be treated with either antidepressant medication or with talking treatments such as counseling and psychotherapy. How can I help someone who has experienced a traumatic event? You might be be on the other side of the coin at times because your family members might, may also be experiencing trauma. So it's good to know how to help others. First of all, be there. It can be helpful to spend time with someone even if they don't want to talk about what happened. Let them just be them. Uh, let them not talk about it if they choose. Then another one, listen. They may find it helpful to talk about what has happened don't pressure them or let them take things 
at their own pace. And they want offer practical help. And I think um, if you on the other side of the coin and need help, this is where you come to basically sew, is um, offer help. They may find it um, more to struggle to look after themselves and keep a daily routine. Offer some help um, with a family member or if it, it is a warrior friend. Um, prepare a meal. Uh, you know what you need in those times of trauma. Give that to them. So we have reached the end of our podcast. I hope this has helped you a lot. If you, there are any topics you would like us to discuss, please let me know by sending me a DM on Facebook or Instagram on the Suzy Eagles Light page or Lupa South Africa. There are so many topics that are difficult to discuss that you might want me to discuss on a podcast. Please let me know. Um, I will definitely take that in consideration. Please let me know what you think of this podcast. It's very important. Uh, please go like, follow us. Okay. If you need to talk to a professional, ask your GP to refer you. Or I'm, I'm going to put these numbers in the show notes as well. But here are numbers. Um, police and trauma line is 0800 20 50 26. I repeat, 0800 20 50 26. The depression and anxiety helpline is 0800 70 80 90. Depression and anxiety helpline is 0800 70 80 90. A suicide crisis line is 0800-567-567. I repeat, 0800-567-567. I will also be, po- uh, be posting my resources um, on the show notes. Other than that, everybody, have a great day. Wishing you all the best. Please reach out to us if you need anything. Love you lots. Bye.